This is your close personal friend, Lou Brutus, rock and roll raconteur, and you are listening to The Night Nerd. Not to be confused with Darren McGavin and The Night Stalker, which is something completely different, but if you're really a nerd, you'll check it out because it was awesome TV back in the 1970s. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Monday, so we're going to talk some video games. This week, uh, there's something kind of special, something I'm really excited about that we're covering, because there's a new movie coming out. So we're going to test our might all week and talk about the one, the only. New movie drops this weekend uh, in theaters and on HBO Max. I can't wait. Mortal Kombat is a big part of my life, you know? I was like 11-ish years old when it first came out in arcades, uh, back when we had arcades, but it, you know, I, I always grew up playing it, and the, I, I enjoyed the first, well, the first movie, the second one, up until they had like the underground tunnels. Anyway, we're talking Mortal Kombat all week, and today we're talking about the influence of Mortal Kombat. Because if we just talked Mortal Kombat, I wouldn't have anything to talk about on Thursday, right? So, the influence of Mortal Kombat is insane. Uh, I would say, outside of, like, Mario, it's probably the most influential game ever made. Yeah, there were some fighting games around beforehand, but not, nothing really like this. It changed the game. And changed gaming, you know, there was a lot of games that came out after the first Mortal Kombat, and most of them just weren't good, you know. the Street Fighter predates Mortal Kombat, and Street Fighter is a, another amazing game that I love and have a special place for. But Mortal Kombat, bringing in the blood and gore and fatality and just uber violence, you know, game developers saw that as what they thought was a new opportunity, a new market and that they needed to capitalize on. So there, there's a bunch of really bad games. I mean, ironically enough, the Street Fighter, the movie, the video game, is more like Mortal Kombat because it does the little pixelated versions of the film's actors, which is uh, what's kind of interesting, kind of cool, but in theory, but not, not executed very well. There was uh, Xenophage Alien Bloodsport, and this was from the people that did Duke Nukem and Wolfenstein. So, you know, they knew blood and everything, but it just didn't quite hit. I mean, none of these, well, very few of these games had the charm. I mean, if you can call Mortal Kombat charming, you know, like Shaq Fu was the same style and everything, which they recently re-released Shaq Fu. I have Shaq Fu on NES. Or sorry, SNES and Genesis, so it's it's kind of cool, but you know it it wouldn't have been made if it wasn't for Mortal Kombat. Probably my favorite copycat game would be Time Killers. Um, it's a game I have on NES. It's from the people that make Golden Tee, so you know that qualifies them to make a fighting game. But you you could amputate people uh, as the game went on. 
a la Mortal Kombat, but you could like cut off an arm and then another arm and then a leg and another leg, but your character wouldn't die. You could still headbutt somebody. And you had people from like a caveman and a medieval knight from the past, all and then aliens from the future and cyberpunk people. It's a lot of fun. It's a guilty pleasure that I I really enjoyed. Uh, out of all the bad ones, you know, there's Bloodstorm, which is just horrible, absolutely horrible. Uh, Way of the Warriors, a bad one too. War Gods, Bio Freaks. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I'm sure you probably have a guilty pleasure in there, a favorite Mortal Kombat ripoff. Let me know what it is in the comments below here on SoundCloud. Just drop a comment down there and, and let me know. There were some good ripoffs, though, you know, that, that were out there. Primal Rage, your dinosaurs fighting. And it was awesome. The, it was, again, an arcade that became home console and... Um, it's every, you know, as a kid, seeing the violence that Mortal Kombat had and everything, it was a weird, weird itch and stuff. But what's better than ninjas fighting each other? Dinosaurs fighting each other. I dropped countless coins in the Primal Rage. Eternal Champions was another good one. I have it on Sega Genesis. And it's actually pretty solid uh the the gameplay and graphics and everything was was really good and there's still a lot of people who enjoy the game and like it it's it's fun um jackie chan had a game back then too that it it's kind of like a mixture of shack fu and street fighter and mortal kombat and marvel versus capcom and everything i don't know it's weird but it's jackie chan so of course i'm gonna play it and then you also had Killer Instinct, probably the best of the ripoffs. Uh, there was a point where, you know, they still make... Well, I guess they kind of stopped supporting it. But on Xbox One, they brought Killer Instinct back rare. With Microsoft brought it back. And it was the new one was even cooler because they brought in, like, the Arbiter from Halo and the Battletoads and everything. But even the original Killer Instinct was just a whole lot of fun, you know. And the, just the replay on it and the characters were great. You also had games like Clay Fighter, but I feel like Clay Fighter is more of a Street Fighter knockoff just because of the animation style and the level of violence that's on there. So, But games aren't the only part of the gaming that Mortal Kombat left a legacy on. Probably even bigger than that is the creation of the ESRB, the Entertainment Software Rating Board. And this came out in 1993 as a direct result of uh, Mortal Kombat, Doom, and Night Trap. But really, Mortal Kombat kind of led that charge because all the publicity around Mortal Kombat. Before 93, games were just kind of on a, a trust system. Like, okay, you know, we're not going to make this one too adultish. We're going to just kind of do what we want. And it, you know, nobody really thought about it. But then... Mortal Kombat came out, and boom, there's a scapegoat for violence and misbehavior in children. As recently as, like, the last administration, you know, they blamed Mortal Kombat for school shootings and everything. And, side note, decades, literally multiple decades worth of study have proven 
that the link between violent video games and violent behavior is non-existent. It's not a thing. We Everybody knows it. I've said time and time again, the only games that like influence me are racing games. If I play a racing game for an hour and then go drive, like I'm Mario Andretti uh, or Dale Earnhardt or I don't know, some other famous racing person, especially if it's the same music. If I play Mortal Kombat for an hour or Injustice, I'm not going to go fight anybody. I, no, it's just not going to happen. But 1993, 1994, we needed somebody to blame. So... Some senators got together and there were congressional hearings and they're like, hey, you know, the movies have their rating system. So let's let's get it for video games. And when it started out, it had different ratings, um, even from what we have today. It when it started off, you had like early childhood and uh, early childhood, everyone, teen, mature and adults only. Then later on, back in 2005, they added everyone 10 and up, which is, this is where the like Looney Tunes and things that are comically violent kind of fall into. A lot of Nickelodeon things fall in that everyone 10 and up. And then in 2018, they dropped early childhood. Um, adults only is kind of considered a death mark because a lot of stores, Best Buy, GameStop, places like that won't carry an adults only game. And so you don't see them all. You see them on PC every now and then, but uh, that, you know, because you can just download it on Steam or something. But home consoles, very, very, very few AOs have ever been released, um, it, which is, I mean, is what it is. But even I think the, the Playboy game wasn't AO. Um, the, the ones that are like all nude cyber, all nude glamour, uh, Eden, cyber photographer. Like some at first time around, San Andreas got some, and of course, Leisure Shoot, Leisure Suit Larry, uh, Manhunt, things like that. You you got to see, but this rating system is still in place over 25 years later, and I it's dumb. You know what? I, I usually try and keep my opinions kind of off the show, but. Stores sell these games to kids, no matter what. I see parents, when I worked at GameStop and Best Buy, I saw parents buy Grand Theft Auto for their five-year-old. They don't care, you know? But then if something goes wrong, no, it's the game's fault. No, you bought it for your kid. Like, it is what it is. We saw this in comic books, you know? They, they had rating system, the Comics Code Authority, and it got dropped uh, because everyone's like, you know, we can kind of regulate ourselves. We can do better than this. Movies still work, um, I think, just because of the the structure of movies and, and theaters and cinema and stuff. But this, I, I'm really surprised this hasn't gone away. You know, you're going to see a game, you know, you know the Grand, new Grand Theft Auto is going to be bad and kids shouldn't play it. I mean, a game called Manhunt is not going to be for kids. So I, I think it's a, a scapegoat, not only for politicians to blame video games for things, but for parents to be bad parents. I don't let my kids even, like what, like Sterling, five-year-old, loves video games, loves video games. He, he plays, he's beat Rayman, he's played Cuphead, he's beat Ori, like he loves video games. But I don't let him watch, even watch me play like Assassin's Creed or any other mature games because even though he's smart, 
and he can discern the difference between reality and video games, it's, it's just not appropriate. You know, I don't want to, you know, expose him to people getting stabbed in the face all the time. Maybe when he's older and stuff, you know, we can have talks about things. But just right now, his little little brain can't can't quite handle it all. So we can use the ESRB as a, oh, well, this game's rated mature, so I don't have to buy it for my kids. But people still do. I don't know. I think it's dumb. Let me know what you think. Are you a supporter of the ESRB? Um, like I said, let me know in the console here on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. Just look for The Night Nerd. You can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time.